This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to the Intentional Solopreneur Podcast, the show about how to launch and grow a successful service-based business. In each episode, I show you how to build a business on purpose, one that lights you up, keeps you inspired, and helps you make a bigger impact on the world. I share both marketing strategy and my best mindset tips to help you get the clarity and confidence you need to succeed as a new business owner. Hi everyone, this is Agatha Brewer and you're listening to the Intentional Solopreneur Podcast. So today I want to talk about how to create an intentional marketing strategy. This is something I feel really passionate about because I believe if you're not playing to your strengths, marketing will be something you really don't like. And you need to like marketing if you're going to be in business for yourself. So if you can pick strategies that you actually enjoy doing, then you'll be so much better off and you'll get much better results if your marketing is aligned to your strengths from the very beginning. So these days, picking a marketing strategy to focus on isn't always that easy. There's a lot of choices out there and a lot to consider. You know, do you want to be stuck on social media all day, responding to DMs or creating video content? Or would you rather be more behind the scenes, maybe writing blog posts? And are these strategies even sustainable in the long run? And to add fuel to the fire, a lot of business coaches push their quote-unquote proven four-step system like it's going out of style, making new entrepreneurs believe that the only way to be successful is to follow their exact marketing plan down to the very last detail. And of course, I'm a business coach too, but telling my clients what to do in their business is absolutely not my style. Because if I tell someone how to market themselves or what to focus on, it may actually backfire. You know, that guidance is coming from my experience, not from theirs. And while I do have over 15 years of marketing experience under my belt, telling people what to do isn't serving them in the long run. So what happens when we stop working together? Are they going to have to hire another business coach because they can't make their own decisions in their business? You know, you're unique and so is your business. And thankfully, you are also the expert on your business. So your strengths and personality should be taken into consideration when you're building your marketing strategy so that you have the greatest chances of success. So I'm going to share my top tips for creating an intentional marketing strategy. So my first tip is to pick your marketing strategies based on your personality type. And I know this isn't something that people usually focus on, but I think it's something that should be considered when you're creating your marketing plan and picking the different channels that you're going to be on, because you're going to have to keep doing that for a while. So it should be something that's aligned to your personality and who you are. So maybe you're a huge introvert. So going out in public and talking about your business or speaking on stage makes you feel like you're going to vomit. And that's 
completely okay. You can still have a successful business. You just have to pick channels that are more aligned with your personality. So perhaps you're a good writer. So maybe blogging is a better fit for you. This way you can stay safe behind your computer screen, but you can still connect with people online. Or if you do better with one-to-one communication, you can talk to people individually instead of trying to broadcast your message to a larger audience all the time. And I'm not saying you can't test out what works best for you. In the beginning, you may not really know what you like doing, but most likely you'll have some intuition around what you might enjoy based on your past experience. For me, I'm more of an introvert, so staying a little bit behind the scenes is a great fit for me. Like when I shot a bunch of videos for my Launch With Ease program, I had to do a bit more planning and make sure I was wearing makeup and had the right outfit on. I needed to focus more on my appearance and how I was being perceived on camera, which is fine, but that's not something I want to have to do every day, like some people who are on social media all the time and they're always filming Facebook Lives and doing Instagram stories. You know, when I'm recording this podcast, it really doesn't matter what I look like. And when I've written articles for publications, I can do that in my pajamas if I want. That's not to say that I wouldn't go and do some public speaking. It's just not my preferred way of sharing what I do. So think about what type of personality you have and what makes the most sense for you based on that. And another thing I'll mention while I'm at it, some strategies lend themselves to batch creating content and others don't. If you have the limited time or you like planning ahead, you may want to create a lot of content all at once and then schedule it for later. So for example, that means creating a bunch of your social media content in something like Canva, uh, this tool that you can find online in advance and then publishing it later on. And the same thing goes for podcasting. I can record a few of these all at once and release the episodes when I want to. But if you're doing something like an Instagram Live, that's something you do in real time. So consider that when you're picking your strategies. And I've found that batching content really helps me save time and stay focused on just that task. And then I can move on and work on other things in my business. So my second tip is to figure out what your strengths are. So it's important to figure out what you're already good at. Let's say you love talking to people and sharing your story. So maybe being a guest on a podcast or going to in-person events would be something that you enjoy. The key here is whatever you pick should be aligned to your strengths and something you don't mind doing because you may be relying on it for a very long time. So it should be something you're not only good at, but you want to continue doing. So I can think of a lot of different entrepreneurs out there who specialize in creating video content. And some other people are really good at Instagram. So they show up there every day and create content. And then there's people who build private Facebook groups that have thousands of people in them. And some business owners don't even focus on online marketing at all. They go to events and speak on stage because they love connecting with people in person. You just have to pick something you're already good at 
or at least you think you can get better at it, so you can slowly build your expertise and your audience over time. I really believe that it doesn't matter what strategy you pick, as long as you stay consistent and you keep showing up. And let go of thinking that you have to be an expert at everything. Pick one or two strategies to start with and really master those. The last thing I'll mention here is to be mindful of what type of strategy you're choosing to start out with. There's some strategies that are more short-term, and some require showing up every day over a long period of time to get results. So an example of this is social media. Social media is a good tool, but it may not be the best thing to do when you're just starting out. Instead, you may want to just tap into your network first and talk to the people you already know before you try building an audience from scratch. It's not to say that you won't get good results from social, but it takes a lot more effort over a longer period of time. So just be aware of the types of channels that you're choosing and what might work at this stage in your business. That's going to be individual based on where you are in your entrepreneurial journey. So you can just think about what you've done already, what's worked, and be mindful of whether it's a short-term or long-term strategy. And if you want more guidance on this, I'll share a free resource I created at the end of this episode, so stick around to hear more about that. And I'll mention this. So even though I say you should pick things that are based on your personality, it can also be beneficial to give yourself a little bit of a stretch goal. So I'm talking to the introverts out there and myself included, you know, I'm not somebody who's super outgoing. I can be when I want to be, but I like time to myself. I need to kind of um, be a homebody too. So I just want to make sure that you don't always stay stuck behind your computer and hiding from the world because if you do that, it's harder to talk about your business and help your business grow. It's obvious that the things that put you out in the world and get you talking to more people are going to be, you know, the fastest ways to grow your business. But that doesn't mean you have to get up on stage and give an hour-long presentation. So what I'm trying to say is if public speaking scares you to death, you don't have to go right there. But maybe instead, just give yourself little stretch goals that you can work towards. So, you know, I worked with someone in the past who was pretty deathly afraid of being visible. And we worked on some of her beliefs around that. But outside of that, it was about giving herself little stretch goals that she could reach and not feel so scared about so that over time she could make bigger goals for herself. So first, you know, you could write a blog post. And so that's kind of a safe way of being visible. Then you could record a video and upload it somewhere on social media. And then you could do something, you know, live, um, either video or in person. And then if you get really good at that, then you can do an in-person speaking opportunity. So you can see it's like taking incremental steps and proving to yourself that Nothing's going to happen if you screw up and kind of expanding your comfort zone to get to that more visible 
and likely more, you know, results focused type of activity. So, of course, you got to know yourself and understand what your boundaries are and what you enjoy doing. But I'm just throwing that out there because, you know, even if you start as an introvert, that doesn't mean you can't train yourself to sometimes be okay with being more extroverted um, in your life and in your business. And a tip I'll share here is when you reach one of these goals or just in the practice of being more visible, if you're an introvert, it also helps to then go home or do something to give yourself some self-care so that you can relax, so that you can recharge, so that it's not something that stresses you out. This could be anything. This could be taking a bubble bath. This could be petting your cat, you know, or watching your favorite show or just congratulating yourself for putting yourself out there. And so I don't want to make this the focus of this episode, but there are ways to kind of stretch your comfort zone a little bit. If you think that you're maybe hiding behind your computer screen or not doing things that would help you grow your business. And my third tip, you got to actually create a marketing plan. I know (laughs) you don't want to hear it, but coming from someone who uh, at first just wanted to throw stuff together because I have a marketing background it doesn't work. You can do it, but you're going to be all over the place and it's not going to be consistent and you're not really going to know what's going on. So I know it's not sexy, but in order to be intentional and also strategic in your business, you need to focus only on the things that will grow your business and drop the rest of it. So take the time to build out a plan. You know, so put aside an afternoon or a couple hours and actually put together a plan. (laughs) Because if you think that putting together a plan takes too much time, imagine how you're going to feel when you're trying to create content and you have no idea what to talk about. So putting in the time now in advance will actually save you time, energy, and frustration later on. So it's a smart thing to do. And when you create your plan, you want to include content pillars or themes you can talk about in your marketing. So when it comes time to actually creating that content, you already know what you're going to be talking about. So you'll be way more efficient, you'll save time and energy, and you'll know exactly what you're working on uh, in your content. I may actually record a separate podcast on creating a content plan in the future because this is a big topic, but for now, just know that you should definitely plan out your strategy before you just start creating content on the fly. And when you're doing that, make sure to establish your point of view or what makes you different from everyone else. What do you want to be known for? Or what opinions do you have about your industry that you could share? You know, ideally, these are big, bold ideas, and it's even better if they're a bit controversial, because you don't get known for being exactly like everyone else, but instead for being an individual with your own ideas. Think of maybe some myths you want to break, or things you see people doing wrong that you could bring light to. You know, think about your target audience, your niche, 
what do they struggle with and what ideas do you have about that and maybe why are they getting it wrong or why is the industry that you're in failing them think about those kinds of things so some examples of my point of view are things I've shared earlier, like my belief that I shouldn't be the one to tell my clients what they should do in their marketing, for example. You know, a lot of business coaches out there disagree with this because they think their clients don't know enough to create their own plan or they want to actually sell them their four-step system or three-part process or whatever. And if their clients were able to choose their own strategy, then that wouldn't really work because it most likely wouldn't align with with what they're trying to tell them to do. And I'm not saying that it's bad to follow a specific process when it comes to your marketing, but your coach shouldn't be the one to pick your marketing strategies for you. You hold the answers there and you know what's best for you. So, you know, it's a controversial belief, but I believe it strongly. So that's what I want to stand for. So another example is this podcast, you know, my belief that you should consider your personality when you're choosing marketing channels to focus on. I don't think that's that radical, but not everyone considers it when they're planning And then they get stuck doing things they don't really want to be doing for a long period of time. And they wonder why, you know, their marketing strategy isn't working. Well, I can tell you if you hate what you're doing or you hate the type of, you know, marketing channel that you picked, then obviously you won't be very good at it and it's not going to bring you results. So you want to pick something that you actually enjoy. So you get the idea. This is something that may, you know, come over time. You may not have all these ideas when you launch your business, but just pay attention. And one way to do this is just to pay attention to other people's points of view and see what you agree with, what you don't agree with, what you could change, and what's your take on whatever issue they're talking about. And most likely, you're not going to be the first person in the history of time who's had this idea. But it's how you frame it and how you communicate your perspective that makes it unique. And my final tip is to track your results so you know what's working. And I know, I know you don't want to. It's not really fun. But again, coming from somebody who has a lot of marketing experience, if you're not tracking what you're doing, you're not going to know what's going on. And you're not going to know why things are working or why things aren't working. So this is definitely one that a lot of newer entrepreneurs forget. And I understand why. I mean, you know, if you don't have a marketing background, then you might not think about all the steps that most marketers take. So if you're trying out different marketing strategies, which is pretty common when you're just getting started, you need to also track your results. Because if you have no idea where your best clients and leads are coming from, you won't know what to continue doing and what to stop focusing on. And I think there's this misconception that you have to do everything in order to be successful as an entrepreneur and you have to be everywhere. And I don't really think it's true. You just have to be smart about what you spend your time on. And having an actual system to track your results is the best way to do that. And this could look like a lot of different things. It could be 
a simple spreadsheet where you document how your clients found you. So for example, I have a question on my intake form and I just ask people where they found me or how did they hear about me the first time? And I put that into my spreadsheet and it's manual, but I don't need more than that at this point. Um, so it could be as simple as that. Or, you know, you could go look at your Google Analytics data. And this is a little bit more advanced, you know, um, and you can find out where people are finding you online. Um, when they visit your website, where are they coming from? It doesn't really matter what your system is as long as you do it. <laughs> so for me, I track all of my main marketing channels and I also track which activities that I'm doing are leading to consult calls and clients. So I know exactly what I should be focusing on. And you have to remember to make sure to go back to this periodically so you can check in and see if what you're working on is still performing as well as you'd like it to. And when you see this data in black and white, it'll help you make much better decisions on what you continue to pursue versus cut. You won't be able to justify spending more time on a certain strategy if it never produces any results. It's harsh, but when you see it on your spreadsheet or in whatever you're using to track, you can't really question it. And that's why it's important to actually track what you do. So by following these tips that I've shared today, you should be able to create an intentional marketing strategy that gives you the results you're looking for. So you can spend more time working in your business versus feeling overwhelmed trying to grow it. And if you want more help picking the best marketing strategies for you, head over to agathabrewer.com forward slash resources. There you'll find my marketing channel selector guide, which helps you determine your best bets based on your strengths and personality. So as I wrap up this episode, I want you to ask yourself, what are my strengths? What do I really enjoy doing? Or what do I want to learn how to do because I'm inspired by it? And also ask yourself, what's my personality like? Am I an introvert? Am I an extrovert? Am I somewhere in between? And what kinds of activities do I think I would enjoy? Am I somebody who likes to do public speaking? Or am I somebody who likes to kind of stay behind the scenes and work on my laptop? Or do I enjoy being in person with other people and connecting with them that way? So think about these questions and answer them for yourself so that you know what's the best fit for you in terms of your marketing strategy. And come back to it, you know, reevaluate these strategies over a few months and see if they're still bringing you joy instead of making you dread marketing. And then I'll do another episode around the content strategy part and maybe I'll go into more detail around other things that I mentioned but make it a point to actually get organized and create a marketing plan if you haven't already or at least pick some content themes and pillars so you know what you're trying to communicate before you try to communicate it because a little bit of planning goes a long way and if you know 
the themes that you want to talk about and the things that you want to stand for in your business in terms of your point of view, it can really help you communicate what you do and what you stand for. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and it's given you some good food for thought in terms of your marketing strategy. Keep dreaming, keep serving, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. I hope you're getting some good information and some inspiration to help you grow your business. If you like what you've heard and you want the support of a business coach, come on over to agathabrewer.com and schedule a free consultation with me. In this call, we'll talk about your goals for your business and see if it makes sense for us to work together. My one-on-one coaching program is specifically built to help new entrepreneurs like you launch and grow a successful business. This program will help you get clarity on what you want to build, create a strategic plan of action, and identify and release any mindset blocks that are standing in your way. Because building a business shouldn't be so hard. And with my support, you'll reach your goals way faster than if you try to do it all alone. So I invite you to give yourself the gift of personalized support so you can build your dream business that allows you to live the life you want and make a bigger impact on the world.